love yours. Hello, Millennial Mind family. It is Brandy, your host, and we are back at it again with episode four. And this episode, I just want you guys to know, um, it's going to be amazing. I have a special guest um, on the call with me that we're recording this through, which is through the Anchor app. As a lot of you know, that's where I um, I home base and record my uh, episodes. Uh, my special guest is Diamond Walker, and Diamond Walker is very special to me. Uh, she is one of my Federated sisters. I met her, obviously, when I joined WOE. Uh, in the previous episode, a lot of you guys heard that about WOE a little bit with another sister actually named Diamond as well. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> I know it's a little crazy. Um, I two sisters named Diamond. Um, but yes, Woe is um, Women of Empowerment, and it is um, part of the NACWC uh, organization um, at Tennessee State University, obviously where Diamond went and where I went. And so meeting her has been amazing. Uh, we actually both, I'm like following in her footsteps, actually. You think it was the other way around, but it's not. <laughs> I'm following in her footsteps in a sense. Uh, she attended Lipscomb, um, and I told you guys way, way, way back um, in the first episode when I first launched Millennial Minds, the Mental Health Podcast, that I am attending graduate school at Lipscomb University studying to get my master's um, and become licensed in um, clinical mental health counseling and also with a specialization in play therapy. Um, so I'll, Diamond went there. So it was just crazy how we had so much more in common um, after <laughs> she found out that you know I was in school for pretty much the same thing. And uh, it, it, it's definitely been amazing. So once I established the podcast and I really was venturing out and having guests and really quality speakers on here that had a lot of professional um, development and insight and opinions and that was in the um, mental health field. Diamond definitely was one of my first top picks. I had to get her on, had to get her on the mic and I'm going to feature her on here. And last funny fact, we're both from Ohio, you know, 513. Because <laughs> y'all be trying to play us with folks from Cincinnati. They act like they don't get it, sis. I don't know what's going they on. Don't. It's okay. They don't. It's okay. <laughs> it's fine. People just love to hate on us northerners sometimes, but it's okay. It's just a little um, bit. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit, but we love the South though too, period. Um, Absolutely. But yes, I'm going to let her speak here in a second. I'm happy to have her again. This is episode four. It's going to be amazing. I can't say that enough. We're really going to start off the episode uh, just a, a little heavy and I only can imagine a lot of you guys probably can already sense where this is really gonna go uh, but just to give you guys a quick um, outline of what we're gonna be hitting the first part of the segment for this episode is gonna start off definitely addressing and and communicating to each other and having a real raw conversation about what's been going on in America because I don't know about y'all but I'm a little ticked um, and little yeah. probably is an understatement but I'm trying to keep it a little cute but at this point it's a lot going on and a lot of us are sick of it, especially those in the black community. And it, it and change has to happen through all of us. Uh, so we're going to be hitting talk a lot of things about that. Um, the next segment is really going to um, our next part is going to really talk, um, have Diamond discuss herself, where she's at in her career in the mental health field, her plans, her initiatives, so many good things. And she also has her own special, uh, uh, I, would, I would call it more of a, what would you call it, Diamond? I would call it like a blog. A blog. Like a blog. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of went late there for a minute, so I wasn't really <laughs> sure. But it's definitely a blog. Uh, so def- uh, she's gonna share you guys about that, and we're gonna wrap up with um, some personal plans. Maybe me and her both have, and just some future plans, and just in general that we really feel the mental health field needs to needs to um, obtain and add um, as well. And then we'll you know we'll wrap it up. But uh, again, this is Diamond. <laughs> 
Walker. So, sis, I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself to everybody, and we'll take it from there. All right. First off, thank you for having me on here. Um, when you reached out, I was just like, what? Little old me? Not me. Um, so, you know, just to, you know, I hear you say how much you look up to me. Little do you know, I look up to you because you're so dope at such a young age. Um, so I thank you so much for offering me this opportunity to be here um, and to just kind of share my insights and share, you know, where I am in the mental health field and profession. So thank you, sis. Thank, thank you. you. Thank <laughs> you so much. Don't have me out here but... crying, girl. Don't have me crying. <laughs> don't be crying. Don't be crying. <laughs> Little thug tears. Don't cry too much, though. But no, my my name is Diamond Walker, like Brandy has already mentioned. Um, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio, 513, mm -hmm. um, born and raised. Um, I did. I attended the Tennessee State University, the illustrious Tennessee State University. Mm. Um, I graduated um, in 2013 with a bachelor's degree in psychology. In 2015, I went to pursue my master's at Lipscomb, like Brandy mentioned, in clinical mental health counseling. And right now, I am currently working on my licensure um, to become a licensed professional counselor, mental health service provider. Um, so I'm about probably three quarters of the way done with my hours so i'm just on this journey you know trying to figure it all out um and try to just advocate for the black community um the mental health um in the black community because like brandy said with so much that's going on we have got to talk about so many real raw things that are impacting our mental health in the black community so yes. that's me that's who i am um you know i am a mom i think that's something important um about myself as well but um whatever brandy you know feels that her um listeners need to know i am here to share um and i can't wait to just dive in and just talk about all this real authentic stuff it's going to be good. It's going to be blessed. It's going to be great. It's going to be yes. lit. It's going to be yes, fine. <laughs> it's going to be all those things. All those things. Yes. But no, sis, thank you so much for just for just being here. And I, and I thank for you for sure. your kind words. Um, it's definitely a, a genuine vibe um, between you and me both, for sure. Absolutely. And I just hope the listeners can sense that and they really can just see that we love this stuff. We love the mental health field. We love the positive and we even love the negative of it because it, mm -hmm. it, it, it provides us opportunity to figure out another way, even if it's not me and Diamond directly being in um, impacting that change or facilitating that change, just knowing that we're part of the discussion or having the discussion. And again, that's really, I want to reiterate of, you know, why I started this, you know, just these kind of discussions need to be had. Mental health has definitely been more prevalent and more talked about these past couple of years, as I was noticing even before I got into graduate school, but it seems as of now within the past, I would say, Diamond, let me know if you agree, but like the past five or so years, like mental health now is becoming like, oh, okay, you know what? If my mind's not right, it seems like it begins to affect all the other components of my life. It's and becoming real. It's becoming real. You know, is. something that was once a taboo, it's now something that people are like, okay, you know what? I think I need to take this just as serious as I take my physical health, um, my spiritual health. And, you know, something that was just brushed up under the rug before, it's being shed so much light. So, I would say it's becoming more real. Like that's what it is. No, definitely. I agree. It is, it is very real. And again, I really feel like with this particular topic, 
and are actually umbrella mental health is an umbrella because there's so many things and i've said that so many times um on and off the podcast but so many things make up mental health i'm i tell my friends i tell my my coworkers, my my colleagues etc you know there's not just one thing that make that just oh this is good you do this this makes you healthy and makes you sane no that's not it it's mm-hmm. so many different things it is spiritual it is emotionally it's physically and 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 mentally you know all those different things and um, all those different components i should say and you know right now we're just gonna gun for it um if you have not seen what's happened in these past few weeks, um, are you under know. a rock? Are you living you, under a rock? You gotta <laughs> be. I'm just saying, or you really must just not like television. I understand. Like at this point, I've I've been not like the news, honestly. Mm-hmm. But at this point, mm-hmm. you just you almost can't get away from it because it's it's on every website. I mean, and I was it's crazy. Um, I'm gonna get to it real fast, but uh, the the topic we're about to go is is addressing the racism the injustice and the murder really the execution of a black man on national television seriously and and just just bringing it up um i hope and again i kind of keep going back and forth but i'm trying to make sure that that the audience that listeners know whether my family whether you're you're, their family um i'm your family and our friends and and etc the list goes on people that are attached to you and i both we're never here to offend anybody um, this podcast, I, I have it in my bio. It's it, it doesn't have one color. I'm not here to be discriminate discriminative towards any other race as well. But we're angry. Like I, Diamond, I say I'm so angry. Like yeah. I'm just I, I. And honestly, we're just gonna get to when when the whole George Floyd thing happened. I wasn't even aware of it. I, I was actually at work, so I'm gonna start there. I was at work. I was in report, and and actually. Another thing again, Diamond used to work at Vanderbilt too. Just like <laughs> I know, this is crazy. Have some just like they're so parallel. Like, it's just crazy. <laughs> Folks gonna be like, okay, y'all get to the point. Um, but no, seriously. So Diamond, I I work where she used to work. Um, again, I'm following her footsteps literally. Um, doing everything she's doing. Um, but I was at work. I was in report prior to starting my shift and and telling. I told you guys I work at Vanderbilt Psychiatric Hospital, which I I, I do love it. And we have a report every day. We get a rundown of the type of patients that we're going to be dealing with and what happened the previous night on the previous shift. Um, and again, I work on the adult three unit, which is uh, houses the um, patients that have mood disorders. And again, I told you we're going to be giving you guys knowledge and nuggets all along the way. Um, a mood disorder can can um, will address a bipolar one, bipolar two patient that is PTSD, that is schizophrenia, schizoaffective. Um, and schizoaffective, you don't know what that is. I know people are familiar with schizophrenia, but schizoaffective can pull from both schizophrenia and bipolar um, you know, characteristics and, and make that up. So when you hear schizophrenia, don't think that it's the same thing as schizoaffective because it's not. It's two different, it's two different diagnoses all by itself. Um, but long story short, we were we were having a report and I and I was kind of just I was finishing up my breakfast and I was on my phone for a, a small moment and and I kept seeing this video, George Floyd, and I kept seeing the name, the hashtag, the name, video, the whole thing over and over and over again. And I think the shade room posted it or somebody posted it, and it was the clip literally of I think what the officer's name is Derek Siobhan. I know his first mm-hmm. name is Derek, but Officer Derek. Chauvin um, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. But kneeling on this man's neck. I haven't even watched the full almost 10 minute video. We're gonna keep it real. It's nine minutes and 45 seconds. It's it's, it's 10 minutes. So 
I haven't watched it. Um, and when I say as the day progressed, of course, more and more outlet news outlets, you know, media outlets, comments, people, every and this this was national news at this point. So it had hit every level. I just I really went numb. I was so mad. I was just so mad because yet again, we're here again. And this time it's being filmed. And I could not, it was just so many emotions going through my head, Diamond. And I just felt before anything, I was I was I was so pissed. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like I was yeah. so pissed. So you know where we're, we're gonna go with this is really just about talking about you know how we've been like how diamonds handled it how we think other people are handle, handling it and um i'll say this time and i'll let you kind of um definitely um come on in and, and add and add your sense but um previously before i started this episode i had dropped a, a question on my instagram page and on my um millennial minds branding and podcast page on instagram as well and I asked a question to anybody that in the uh, the question was, how has your mental health been affected due to George Floyd's murder? And, you know, it's a couple hours ago. So not everybody, I think I just realized that I wanted them to participate, even though I clearly explained that it's okay. (laughs) But I did get a few responses. So basically she's saying go participate, (laughs) y'all. But I um, I will share later in the episode, you know, uh, um, a few of the responses that I got. I have one from a coworker, and he actually is Australian. So, you know, he's not black, but mm-hmm. I, I either way, I'm not going to say that he can't have a voice and have Absolutely. to say something because he's not black. Because as we've seen, I've seen so much more u- unity from other races than I have in a really long time. Yeah. Um, you know, when with this, this his death just hit on a whole different tip. This mm-hmm. is what I call this to me was the icing on top of the 400 years plus we've been feeling like this mm-hmm. um you know we are just fed up at this point so i just i don't know I, i'm gonna dis- discuss my my mental health diamond but i want to know sis honestly how have you been like how have you and as a matter of fact you know you diamond can really explain as well um you know i'm 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 single like as far as I'm not married or anything but I know Diamond you know she's engaged and she has a, a black husband and a black son so for her yeah. this is really gonna hit differently so sis how has, how has this murder and how has this entire just past few weeks and 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 days actually I should say you know been for for you and your family like since you've seen this how has it been with your mental health You know what? Um, I definitely can relate where you say, you know, I'm angry, I'm hurt, I'm confused. um, And, you know, I'm not much of a TV watcher myself. And, you know, of course, social media is just so, so impactful in so many ways. You know, we think that we use social media, um, you know, for positive outlets and, you know, be able to build and inspire whatever, you know, your niche is. But social media also is that's our news outlet. And so, again, similar to you, I think I was scrolling and I saw the video instantly um, on Instagram and I thought like, wait a minute, is he really like just kneeling, um, you know, his knee in this man's neck? And you can clearly see that um, he's in some type of distress. And so, of course, you're just continuing. And then that's when I started to um, turn on the news and I started to see things on like CNN and I started to see things on local news. And I was just like, mm-hmm. wait, what? We just learned about what happened to Breonna Taylor and Amon Aubrey. And so it's like, yeah. why does this keep happening? And so mm-hmm. I think there's so many different feelings um, that you experience during this time. And I want to be truthful, you know, 
I, I, I rarely watch the news. I rarely watch the news. But something right. about this had just pulled me in. Like this time, it just pulled me in that I needed to be um, just more aware of what was going on. Because you could clearly see um, that this man was, you know, not, um, you know, attacking anybody. He couldn't. He was cuffed, you know. And so it was just like what is it about him that was so threatening and mm. i think what it pissed me off the most is that you watch this officer kneeling on this man with his hands in his pocket without a mm. single care in the world and so oh. you know that just really immediately spoke to why i was you know why i'm in this field because it was like i can only imagine how traumatic this is going to be for his family this is going to be yeah. for the person who was filming it you know and i think i was furious too because i was like the fact that we live in a society that the person who was filming it all they could say was get off of him he said he can't breathe let him go and we couldn't immediately just go push that officer off of him and so i was pissed because it was like if that was to happen, then we would have another black person dead or what, yeah. whatever that looks like. And so it's just so hurtful to see these things constantly happen to our brothers and our sisters. Um, and because that's what they become. And, and as a mom, I feel like I became, you know, this this man's mom when he called out for his yeah. mom. And so it was like, wait a minute, you know, this this man is sitting here at his weakest most vulnerable moment while you're killing yeah. him and you can't even acknowledge the fact that he he called out for his mother so he obviously was at his weakest point and so i'm just like you know wow we 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 don't matter we don't matter and so i think that situation so i felt hurt i felt angry i felt confused pissed off but then i also felt motivated like I got to advocate for my people because this is about to go down in history when it comes to not just the black mental health, but anybody who watched that video, I'm, I'm mm. sure you were traumatized in some kind of way. And like you said, Brandy, you was like, I try, I haven't watched the whole video and it's, it's, it's hard. You, you can't because it's like, you you feel like you you you're allowing this this negative experience of George Floyd to just overcome you, and so once I did that, I, I could tell I could tell how I showed up at work. Like you know, it was just like I don't feel like dealing with these clients, and this is being so transparent because it was just like you don't know what my people are going through right now. How am I supposed to show up yes. for you? And ain't nobody showing up for my people. Nobody's showing mm -hmm. up for the the social injustices that are ha that's happening. And you know, it's just like we tired. We are tired. I'm tired. I'm sick of seeing mm -hmm. it. And um, I truly feel like this is going to shed light on just the importance of not just the social injustices in the black community but how people show up for us because we need to be showed up for medically um when it comes to police brutality how police show up for us how people come out and advocate for us how people um you know really just make themselves present for us because people they they haven't done it in 400 plus years so it's just like i don't know if that answers your question but i'm just like 
it's because it's such a confusion, it's such a ball of confusion that it is. you know you you trying to figure out how how do I keep you know hope alive in our community? How do we say that this is not going to happen again? How do we say that there's going to be change when you just you just don't know when somebody can blatantly just murder someone um, and not give a excuse my language dang on about. Mm-hmm the people around them. So I'm I'm hurt, I'm angry, I'm confused, I'm pissed, but I'm also um on the positive side of that. I'm motivated, I'm driven, I'm determined to to, to speak up for our black community for sure. Since you hit it like you hit it on the nose and you you definitely answered my question. Um I feel like when you ask that question there is no right or wrong mm-hmm. way, like direction to take it. Right. It's just, it's just your authentic, raw and real response. And, and for me, and I know like after, you know, a couple, like about the two days after this was, you know, it's at the point it's beyond national news. You know, this, mm. this home execution had, has touched UK. It is <coughs> like, yes. you know what I'm saying? Like this was this was coming in into like how you know how Kobe touched lives yes. you know this has reached I mean other countries yes. you know and I just I almost I had to honestly check myself uh just check myself in when I say check myself because y'all when I say I begin to have hatred in my heart yeah. and a lot of us <laughs> are like that that's where the looting is coming from and, I, and I'm not here to say that stealing is right because honestly it's wrong I'm just gonna be real like a wrong is a wrong and a right is a right and we're gonna be keep it real but I'm not saying I also don't understand mm-hmm. why people why people tend to our community are like okay that's that that's a bet we can go ahead we, we gonna we gonna show y'all because one thing I want people to understand is for a, a lot of us in this community we, we we're doing the petitions we have the black judges, we have the black lawyers, you have the black social workers, you have the black um, counselors, and you have the black, you know, mayors, and you have the black governors, and you have the black senates, and you have the congress members, and you have the, the you know, the whole, the whole, it goes on and on. Yeah. Like, we're in, yeah. you know, we're in the Democratic Party. They're on Congress, they're at the Supreme Court. But you eventually just get so tired of doing things the silent way because it continuously shows, we're continuously being shown from other judicial officials like other judges you know i mean just so many other counterparts that sometimes are not that are not part of the black community y'all just write these these cases off you write them off you know we we want to compare stuff i don't know this is a couple years ago but the young man that i think was just freely shooting i don't know if it was a, i'm not a, i'm not all into guns i that's the knowledge of, <laughs> i lack knowledge when it that comes is to that that's but you know, it, it was a white young man. I mean, freely shooting. I don't know if it was an AK-47. It was something like that. These officers arrested this man, put him in handcuffs, and gave this man some water because he was thirsty. You have brothers out here driving, got a parking ticket. All of a sudden, it's going left. You got him in the field. You wrestling. And now he's actually Philando Castile. You asked for his license. He's getting it. All of us, this man ended up dead in this seconds. Yeah. You know, we've watched this stuff. So... It's, 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 y'all probably can hear the emotion in my voice and I'm trying not to come across as too harsh but but I'm saying like this is 
it's so frustrating. Yeah. It's so frustrating that we, that, you know, and, and me and Diamond both, I'm not even in Diamond's immediate circle as far as, as, as far as like, you know, I hang out with her every day in a sense, and I know all of her friends per se, but we have other, other friends that are outside of our races. I have Absolutely. some white friends and I, and I, and I gain them from, from, you know, from Lipscomb, from my cohort, my mm. class. And, and you know what? I had to check myself because Diamond, when I say I had some hatred, yeah. I was yeah. Any person that looked like you even di- remotely even disagreed that this wasn't right, yeah. I had an issue with you. Yeah. And certain white people, when I seen them, I just got mad. Yeah. And I had, I got so mad because because y'all have privilege. You sit here. You're not. Yeah, you know y'all have y'all own death rates. And I think to me, some more of the Caucasian community, I think their higher rates as far as death and mental health and struggle comes from you know drugs, things like that. You know. You know, they sometimes they get that attachment and, and that and that label of they participate in drugs and things like that as far as pills and maybe cocaine and things like that. But you know, one thing I I know that is not happening to y'all and the reason why people in your community is dying. You're not losing your dad because of the color of his mm-hmm. skin. You're not losing your brother and and mom are burying eighteen year old sons yeah. out here because you thought that he matched the description of a call you got an hour right no it doesn't work like yeah. that it just doesn't work like that and i and I, it makes me so inferior i can't say enough. it makes me so upset because this is tearing us down this is our, our mental health is affected i'm so tired of having to see mothers and i'm tired of having to attach names to hashtags yeah. and say i we apologize oh, yeah. and uh, you know and ma'am i'm so sorry you had to bury your son and ma'am i'm so sorry you had to bury your husband you had to bury your brother like that seven-year-old girl you luckily you, you it's just god on this whole situation oh, sometimes yeah. i feel that's for me that is giving her the grace to be able to know that your daddy changed the mm-hmm. world it's sad that it had to happen to take his life for the people to understand the crisis we are mm-hmm. in you said it and yeah. you know you know and i can go back to the looting like Again, I know I said it's not right, but man, people are acting out. People are angry. Not everybody knows how to deal and cope. And honestly, I think that's a valid question. How? That's why I asked it. How are you coping with this? Because at this point, it's just it can go so many ways. It can go so yeah. many ways on on how to cope with this. And I really want um, Diamond to ask you real fast. Like you know, going back, um, you know, she Diamond shared her perspective on where she was at. But I also want to know with you having. A black husband and a black son how are you how often like do you feel scared do you get worried like what has been some of the encounters or the feelings you have the emotions you've gone through knowing that you're raising a black son but you're also married to a black man that you know when he steps out certain things could take place yeah. so how does that like made you feel you know what um again i think those same emotions that i explained before just you know but then i you know confused i think scared uh you know i look at my son he's two he don't know what you know social mm. injustice is he don't know what racism is you know because he's taught love in this household and i think that's where you know so many um things come from when it comes to racism it's taught you know it's something that's taught but um i get to look i look at my son and I, I worry because he's no longer going to be that innocent sweet little baby boy you know one day he's going to be 
um, right. a threat. He's going to be a black man who um, is considered powerful or considered someone that may harm someone. And that's not the child that I'm raising. Um, and then when I look at his dad, you know, um, his dad is very well spoken. His dad is very educated. Um, and I just think about how, you know, even in a situation where, you know, just recently we were traveling um to birmingham where he's from to visit his mom and lo and behold we get pulled over and the first thought in my mind was should i turn on my video record it and i was like why do i have to think like that you know yep you speed it you get a ticket you move on or warn it or whatever that looks like but immediately i was like oh shoot do i need to pull out my phone you know because yeah here it is this white state trooper about to pull us over you don't know how this can go you know what i'm saying and so i hate the fact that that's something that i have to think about when i'm riding in a car you know with him or when he goes off to work to make a living to take care of his family um it's just crazy that we have to think this way um I was telling my coworker, you know, because I think I'm frustrated too, because I don't feel like we're having these conversations enough at work. Or if we are having these conversations, it's the three black therapists talking about it and not everybody else. We going to yep. talk about it, but I need you to talk about it. I need you to show up. But, you know, I was saying, um, one of my colleagues was saying how, you know, well, you know, just kind of have a dash, you know, your phone up and recording and automatically have your license and registration in a place where you can easily access it. And I said, why should we have to modify the way we do things? Most people have their registration or their license. Their registration is in the glove compartment or their license is in their wallet, whatever that looks like. Why do our people have to continue to modify and pacify the way these people are treating us. I think it's wrong. And so, right. um, you know, when it comes to, you know, my my husband, I say, you say husband, my fiance, <laughs> but all those good things, speaking into existence, but when it comes to him, yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> when it comes to him, I hate that I have to fear and not just him, you know, my brother, um, my brother is, you know, a young black male who is doing exceptionally well for himself, you know, who loves, you right. know, the finer things in life but you know it's just scary to know that that we have to think we have to say an extra i love you we have to give a tighter hug we have to look into the eyes of our young sons and say baby this world don't love you but i'm gonna do my best to show you that you're important you know and i have to teach my son you know different ways to communicate with people just because of the color of his skin and so i i mean i hope that i I hate that it has taken george floyd or amaya aubrey or brianna taylor for this world to say okay yeah we might need to dismantle some of these police departments we may need to look into how we're funding these police departments we may need to look into the social injustices when these things have been going on since slavery so you think 400 years later we sit here like okay about time what what so i just i just hate that the mere thought that you know what if i never see you know my husband again what if he doesn't walk through that door just because someone fears the color of his skin and he is not a threat Mm -hmm. he is the last person to be a threat but because of the color of his skin people fear him 
and, and it's, it's, it's disheartening and it's unfortunate that, you know, um, I'm not quite sure when we're going to see change, but I hope that it comes sooner than later. I hope it comes, you know, while I'm living on this earth to see my little boy grow up and to be a successful right. black man and, you know, not have to fear or not have to be a threat to society. And I say threat um, and, you know, air quotes because, you know, that's not what he is. That's not what he's raised to be. So it's scary. It is so daggone scary. Um, but, you know, like I said, I love them um beyond words i hug them tighter yeah. uh and i think that this has just really you know not just these things that have happened in the last couple of months with george floyd um Amaya aubrey and brianna taylor but i think even the quarantine just makes you appreciate you know life itself um yeah. so it's just whoo it's a lot i could go on and on and on and on and on and on <laughs> about you know this, this. situation um uh, but I, i'm so grateful you know that he is not his death is not in vain you know george floyd's death is not in vain yeah. and then this is making you know people look further into several other instances that has taken place you know because we you know it's not just these three that has happened in the last few months we have the trayvon martins and the tamir rices and oh, yeah. you know like you said the philando castiles and you know it's just so many hashtags and, the, and we talk about these men but we have these women losing their lives black women losing their lives too so it's just like oh, yeah. you know I, I pray and I hope that you know change is coming um, and we, we see things happening in such a short period of time so like I said his death is not in vain um, but again we shouldn't be saying that he should be here he should be alive period exactly and um, th thank you again like for sharing you know I definitely wanted, to, I wanted the audience to, to hear that because I know you know in your home again you, you get two, two black men with you you know um as part of your family and in like you said your brother as well um but it's just it's a lot like you, you take this all in and um I, I will do I do want to highlight for sure um since all this has been happening uh I, I can't say what has done well for my mental health for me um outside of my own thoughts because one thing you guys you know the 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 dangerous part you know i think we all forget or that sometimes we're all aware of is these yes. inner thoughts that you have to in the emotions you have yes. to feel and especially when you feel like like you said like you know you, you went into work i had a friend that had the exact same thing and he's a black male and you know he he works for a, a good company but i'm not gonna yeah. name the company that he works for but you know he just he had told me, we, we talked about it. And I, you know, I kind of chewed talking about it and I was kind of doing a bit of a check-in with him. And he shared with me, he was like, yeah, I took the rest of the day off. He's like, I worked from nine to 12. And I was like, okay, well, why'd you do that? You know, and he's like, because you know what? I can't sit on a call with y'all right now. He's like, and what I think he felt, what I think was also, also very, um, just great of him to do because his company didn't really yeah. say anything. You know, he they were just going right along, another day, another dollar, another Zoom meeting, and he just couldn't yeah. do that. He's I just can't sit here. He was like, I think he might have told me one person reached out and it was a conversation. Um, and you know, they reached out and kind of I guess wanted his opinion or whatever have you, but one person reached out, nobody else. Everybody's acting like nothing's going on. And I, and I get certain people, especially if certain people in the white community, they're, they're, they're kind of a little timid to say something. And I get it. They don't want to say the wrong thing. I perfectly understand that. But 
check in with people. So I'm, I say all that really to say, and I say the part of checking in with people because um, one thing I, I definitely, I had an admiration for Lipscomb, especially when I yeah. got in the program or prior to me getting in the program, I could sense, and, and, um, and, and Diamond knows, I could sense just, just how much the professors cared and you know and I, i'll be quite frank majority of my professors and the in the um administration team in our program is yeah. predominantly white <laughs> there are is it is it is one now black professor in there and i have an, another professor um it's it's um his ethnicity is um definitely blanking out on my mind but he's definitely uh -huh. he's from a different country he's a spanish and, i think he's a you know or cuban something like that yeah yeah i think uh -huh. it might be cuban you know but you know it's i'm gonna be real but when all this happened our department chair he's a professor of mine too I, i've already had him and he sent one of the most nicest heartfelt selfless emails yes, I've ever I received. Yes, talking about. Ever received. Ooh. You probably, yeah, we're yeah, not going to say his yeah. name, but you know who I'm talking about, you know? But, y'all, when I say that that was so, I'm not going to say therapeutic. It, it it made me happy. Like, it, it this, this applied to my mental health. It, it finally gave me a small sense of like, of, a, of like a, of like, you know, like yeah. a wusa. Because when I read that email, y'all, he pretty much like he don't you know, he, he he tackled a lot of things in there but at the end he really kind of apologized to 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 people of color to the african american community because he got to see exactly what we've all been talking about but this time we watched it for 9 minutes and 45 seconds and i just appreciated that he took that time as a department chair as a department chair that's not black to, to email all students and to actually sit there and 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 show yeah. us compassion and say i am very sorry i am there with y'all in a sense of that, that was not you know i needed that because i already like i said had some hatred in my heart which then at that point and i y'all i say we say it enough this all is still centered around mental health please understand that we're trying to connect yeah. you as best as we can but you know that when I have hatred in my heart and I'm angry and I'm frustrated and I'm mad, I'm not mm -hmm. thinking clearly. I'm acting off of emotion, and we all have been there. We act off emotion. You act off emotion. You say things you don't mean, um, or you kind of mean it, but it's been on your heart. But it was it was done out of context. It was done inappropriately, and it was done very rudely. You know, I'm not here to do that to people. I don't want to walk around and look at and look at even my friends that are white and just start making judgments on them. Mm -hmm. That's not fair. I'm gonna be real. That's not fair. I don't yeah. think that's fair, especially if I know that I, if they're a friend of mine or they're associated of mine and they've never. Mm -hmm treated me like that you know i get i mean i know your family and how they do with black people but i know you've never yeah. crossed that boundary with me so let me still show you respect so that y'all that that's one thing i think we have to we have to also be teaching you know and that people are still putting out you know through all this just you know remain kind still i know it's so hard i know it's here we go again why we always got to be the bigger people why we always got to be the ones you know that have to yeah. do the right thing you know but just be very mindful and be very careful how you taking steps and how you maneuvering during your emotions because once you let some of these actions and and some of these you know thoughts take over you that now transfer mm -hmm. into actions that is that is where you can find yourself in trouble you know and that's where your mental health be, can, be, can begin to be unstable but i just appreciate it so much and i had another person 
you know, reach out to me. It was it was my classmate, and she's white, and she really like when I Donna when I say she got in that group chat with me and some of our other classmates, she asked us. I mean, yeah. straight up, she said, "I want to know yeah. how y'all feel." I am so sorry. She said, "Tell me how y'all feel yeah. because I'm hot." She's like, "So I know if I'm hot, I know y'all yeah. ten times hot." You know, like she she was real with us, and she was like, "Please let me know how you feel. Give me what you tell yeah. me the real." And I said, "I'm mad." I said, I'm mad. And I said, she's like, and, and, and what got me on a deeper level, and I appreciate her friendship now is even more, because she said, what can I do? I know I may not be able to change the world and do a lot, but she's like, you know, but what yeah. what, what can I do yeah. to help you guys? Or or as a white individual, mm -hmm. what can we do, you know, in any form of fashion or way? Yeah. What can we do? And, you know, I just... I had to, you know, we, we, we told her, a lot of us, and a couple of us are, are, are black. It's not, it's not that many black women in, in my uh, in my program at Lipscomb. But, but man, I'll say this, like, we don't mm -hmm. hold back nothing. I'll tell you that. Any question, and especially if it's on a topic that we feel we know we got something to say, and it does pertain to race and identity and culture and whatever, right. oh, we going to say it, period. I know I will, because I ain't ever really been quiet. That's not really yeah. my style anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> talking is my thing. It's right. never been me. I've Quiet. I just no. can't. Um, <laughs> this is can't. But you know, I just that really made me feel good, y'all. Like that that impacted me in, in a in a really good way. And and it finally it still let me know. And again, like, I, I identify with with Christianity. That that's my mm -hmm. spiritual and religious belief. But you know, it let me know that God's still here. You know, and that even even though George Floyd died at the hands of a person in the white Caucasian community. That does not mean that everybody is evil, Brandy. That does not mean that you that, that everybody you look at that's right. white is is just as you know foul as he was yeah. in that video. But you know when she just reached out and she let me know, I just I I I, I thanked her for that. I said I I appreciate you asking us our opinion and you asking us as a friend, just how we were and and apologizing and and for saying and, and just acknowledging with us that man. I knew the stuff happened, but I didn't know what happened. Mm -hmm. It happens like this. And I just appreciated that. And, you know, maybe and I know Don might get just sense of emotion. <laughs> I, I'm trying to, you know, wrap up and You're move on to go to the next You're topic. But, yeah. but I really just could. I, I, I could, you know, and, and I, I appreciated that, you know, because that, that, that that's Absolutely. what we need sometimes, you know. I'm not looking for to start another race war at this point because we already have that going on. Look, yeah. the video showed it. Like, it showed it. That, that's what that was. And, you know, but to have them turn to us and apologize and show compassion and, and, and acknowledge, Absolutely. that meant a lot. And I feel like a lot of other people in the black community can, who have received that same type of love, um, you know, can definitely mm -hmm. say the same and, and, you know, and things like that. So it's just, I'm, we're, I think we're trying the best we can. I'm trying the best I can. I've, I've put it on my social media. There's times I had to tune out. I had to yeah. tune out from all this stuff. I had to, because I had like work it. Like when I worked out now, I think the gyms are open back up. I go, I go to work out. It's on the TV. It's like it's everywhere. So I was very adamant on shutting myself down. Like I just put my phone down and I would go watch some TV guys because I just couldn't, because you keep feeding, you keep looking at all yeah. that stuff. You're going to get angrier yeah. and angrier and angrier. And you know, so I just had to, for my mental health, for my sanity, I had to do things. Um, and like Diamond said, and I'll say this like is my last point. 
point, you know, I my dad's black, both of my parents are African American. You know, definitely it's 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 so sad. And I actually I matter of fact, you're I'm sorry, Donna, good. I, I told that professor. <laughs> I'm sorry, I told that professor that emailed me our department chair. I, I emailed him back and I had I had to thank him. I, I had to. And I told him in my one of my responses, I said, It is very tough because I said, like me, like for me, I have to say a different kind of prayer for my Absolutely. dad than you would for your dad. Absolutely. Ain't gonna lie. You know, and I said because I said it it hits home when you have to pray differently for our black men. When you're not only praying but yeah. just having a good day, you really more so praying the fact of I just pray that when he gets in this car, he walks to this grocery store or he goes to do this something is judgment is not passed on him to where it triggers a 911 call to now it triggers where y'all got him face right. planted down in the grass right. that's what i'm praying for i'm praying for the that i actually have my dad at my wedding and i don't have to have a small moment where we're remembering him to gun mm -hmm. violence and to mm -hmm. racism i you know what i'm saying like i'm yeah. I, that's what i'm praying for i'm praying that my dad gets to see me get married and see me uh, achieve and become licensed and not have to go to his site to say I'm so sorry that they judged you yeah. off the color of your skin. That's a oh, different yeah. kind of feel. Like yeah, that's for a different sure. kind of heavy, y'all. Sure. Like I'm just saying, y'all not feeling it. Like that's yeah. a different kind of heavy when you praying or when you just tell somebody you love them. Like you said, you giving extra. We giving extra. I love you. Not just to say it. We saying it because I really right. want to see you come home to me. I really want right. to see my friends be okay. You know so. That's that <laughs> it's so much. I think it's just so much to unpack, and so you know, you we can have these conversations, you know, for hours on end, for days on end, um, because you know it's it's hurting us, it's affecting us mentally, emotionally, spiritually, you know, and so you know, I I, I think it's just something that we're going to continue to have conversations about because you know. It, it's tough and it's tough and you have these you know it's only right to share we have these millennials you know why not talk about millennials on mm. the millennial mind podcast you know we have millennials who are go-getters and who are saying no no you know i'm not my ancestor so let me show you something different and so um yeah. we're gonna let you feel uncomfortable when we're having these conversations and so like you said you had classmates who you know reached out to you and so that's just so commendable on their parts. And I think, you know, we need to have more people say, I was blind to this and I'm going to be honest that I was blind to this. And I didn't realize how much yeah. it was affecting you. Um, but I want to know, I want to let you know that I am doing my part. I am um, educating myself. And I think that just makes a person so much better. You can't fault someone for making the choice to say, I was ignorant before, but I'm going to educate myself now on, you know, the black community and how to be competent, you know, because again, like you said, going to yeah. school, you know, I was the only African-American in my class. And so, um, to think about how, how could, you know, my classmates, how they going to show up for somebody like me. And so it's all about edu education, yeah. and competency, and just, you know, really being honest with yourself and say, you know, I didn't know this, but I'm willing to learn more and I'm willing yeah. to amplify, you know, the black voices because you guys deserve to be heard, not just because of the, you know, injustices, but there's so many things, you know, beyond, you know, racism or police brutality, you know, we are um, looked upon, you know, when it comes to the medical field, you know, black women die at a higher rate giving birth than a white woman. And so there's so many disparities um, yeah. along the way that, 
people need to show up for us and so the fact that you know you have people in you know the white community saying i'm going to show up for you i am going to speak up for you because clearly they're not hearing you you know they hear you when you loud they hear you when you're the angry black woman but they're not hearing you when it really matters so let me do my part um, to yeah. collaborate and to to speak up when it comes to all of you know these things that are happening in the world um, and so you know that's just really dope and I think that we just need to have more of these conversations um, in just this raw form because it's not gonna stop and you know we 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 need it but you know like you said, I have so many, you know, I was I was angry and I had so much hatred toward these people, you know, but I didn't want to act on those feelings or those thoughts. Um, but it's like, I want you to be, I won't, and I say this to everybody out there who's listening, like, feel those feelings and yeah. do not um, beat yourself yeah. up for having those feelings. Give yourself grace, um, but be able to process those feelings and be able to talk about those feelings. Um, you know, find you a mental health professional, um, some type of support group who is able to um, understand you and not judge you um, because those feelings are valid. You know, you have every right to be angry. You have every right to, you know, decide that, you know, I'm going to look at every white person in a different kind of way or a different kind of light because I'm mad and I just I'm just not ready to feel yeah. um these positive feelings towards them right now and so I just want to be the one to say that that is okay um but be truthful in those feelings um and be mindful Brandy said something earlier that she said she felt tense in her legs you know we feel these emotions in our hearts you know when you start to wreck I realized like last week I was like well I feel so like I just want to go to sleep I just feel tired and weak and I didn't realize how much of this that was going on that I was like really taking it in I was really holding it in and I could not make light or understanding of why I just was like I don't want to do any therapy sessions I don't want to show up I just want to hide up under my covers and it was because I was literally watching CNN like all day long like all day long reading stuff all day long and so I think you know everybody just be honest um and open about those feelings that you're experiencing because you're not alone um and I really really hope that you know you allow yourself to do the work and you allow someone you know for you can you can you can put those feelings the good thing about having a mental health professional is they receive those feelings they hear those feelings and you know they walk along this journey that you're experiencing and so um these things that you know that we're going through right now um when it comes to racism and police brutality um it is just it takes a toll on your mental health so give yourself grace when you're feeling those negative feelings because they're normal you know it's normal so i just want to share that for sure just say you know be honest and you know definitely um find some support so you can be able to process those feelings (laughs) <laughs> yes, ma'am. That therapy, that therapist gym, dropping gems, y'all. I'm telling you. And at the end, she's gonna she's gonna tell you guys a little bit about therapy. And and I'm glad you said that. Um, and I I've said that to friends and 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 you know all kind of different conversations and. Um, at work, you know, when I lead group sessions, um, that's the one thing that's a, another component, another um, um, uh, I should say, responsibility that's attached to my job role. Is I have the opportunity, um, and just the honor, really. That's what I tell my patients all the time. It's such an honor to be able to to work with you all, um, and also, you know, lead group sessions because this is experience. This is, um, you know, for yeah. me. You know, I'm learning. I'm able to 
you know, figure out some things and apply what I learned from class and those kind of stuff. So, I, I, one thing I tell patients and never I said friends and etc. You know, like I like that you said that as well. Yeah. Feel those feelings. Um, you're angry. You're mad. You're upset. You are infuriated. I'm trying to use the, the, the cleanest <laughs> of the words, um, honestly. But no, you guys feel feel how you feel. But one thing I think me and Diamond both can agree on. I can you know say that like on her behalf as well. Like it's just you know in in the midst of all this, um, we are not done. Yeah, yeah, they've been charged, um, but we are far from done because after this, I, I don't even let's say want to speak out to the universe, but you know, I just. There's going to be another officer that oh, wants yeah. to test that boundary. And that's also, and I, I think, I, I feel like ever since this video, they've gotten a little yeah, more cockier. Yes. I think it's funny. That's yes. just kind of one of my takeaways because now I've been seeing extra videos of uh, y'all doing forced now. Uh, anyways, have you just witnessed the murder? So, um, you know, just in the midst of all this moving forward, guys, we are not done. We are so far from from achieving the justice yeah. we all deserve this community arc my community deserves um just, you know and that this world deserves so just in in the best place um take care of yourself tune and check out um and when i say check out not don't inquire about knowledge and yeah. don't know what's going on but mm-hmm. know when to shut it off if you've looked at it for two and a half three Absolutely. hours you need to shut it off the tv the instagram the tablet whatever you use the book um, you know, just close it and 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 do something that requires, I mean, just the least amount of of your concentration or that is so, you know, Absolutely. healing and so therapeutic and so rewarding for you. Um, whether that is a loved one, whether that is watching your favorite show, that's one of my favorite things, where it's cooking or it's exercising. I think that's a great way. Pick up title boxing. <laughs> I might I'm thinking about doing boxing yes, now you. because I have a lot of anger. So I'm about to I'm about to yes. box this out with a bag. Um so you know that's something you know it's just it's so many resources and that's why we do this too. You know, Diamond's a great resource and what we're about to take this next um, you know, segment is really gonna have Diamond share, you know, really the reason why she decided to uh, you know, pursue a career and her life inside mental health, the mental health field. Um, and you know, what, what brought her there and, you know, and what are her plans? And after that, she shares that with us. We're going to get into women's yeah. health or both women. Uh, and man, I got a, <laughs> not a story for Simon, but man, I, the other day at work, I mean, I really just got to hear something from a woman, you know, that, that, you know, just that really just, it, it, yeah. it struck a chord in my heart but but yes yeah, so, so i really you know so moving forward um everybody again stay safe please um take care of yourself and and definitely just stay vigilant and and and, and do not give up don't quit posting don't quit you know shopping with black owned yeah. businesses and supporting and supporting a lot of people that need it because we need don't love we need the change we need the yeah. consistency we need this energy Oh no, yes. the energy has to remain. So I hope people understand that. So I'm trying my best. I've been shopping at some black businesses. My parents just in town. Yes. We shopped at nothing but black businesses. So, you know, we we definitely poured into that. And I'm trying obviously to do those things on my own as well and support friends of mine and even strangers. Um, so yeah, so just stay safe and stay sane with that, guys. Um, but it, so moving forward, uh, <laughs> yes, Ms. Diamond, uh, exactly. 
So tell us a little bit just about how, you know, what, what made you choose um, to become a counselor, a therapist, you know, in the mental health field? Like what kind of yeah, drew so, you into um, that? You know, I think it's so many different things, especially as I'm on my journey, um, becoming a licensed professional counselor um, and even doing my own work and my own personal mm-hmm. therapy. Um, but I think one of the one experiences that I know for sure um, shaped me or, you know, motivated me to, um, join this field. And I hope they listen, but, um, my cousins, um, I'll just kind of share this, a transparent moment, um, and not disclose as much, but, um, I remember, um, there was a time, um, years ago where my cousin's, um, dad actually, um, committed suicide and so I remember him just kind of really like expressing himself to us about things that were happening um he was sitting in my sitting in my dining room and I'll never forget him just kind of like saying you know you know things are going to come to light you're going to see but you could just see like the the pain that was you know over him and so for whatever reason I just could not pinpoint it I couldn't figure it out until years later until I you know started applying to school why you know I needed to be in this field and so here this man was like you know telling us something was wrong but we um you know as my mom as my aunt you know as you know me my cousins we just didn't see that we didn't know and so when that happened to him and just to see how my cousins were hurting um to be so young and to lose their father I think that was you know and and this was like he was a great man a great father um and to know that my cousins were going to go through life without having their dad and um not be able to to um, have their dad walk them down the aisle or see their children grow up. Um, I was like, wow, I need to figure out how I can be um, in this field to advocate for um, black mental health because this man was sitting here hurting and nobody could see it and nobody could know until, you know, after he was deceased and everybody was like, oh, I remember. Everybody was like, you know, oh, I remember he was saying that. Why didn't I pick up on that? And I think that we just, um, in the black community, mental health is such a taboo that, you know, we don't take it seriously. You know, we just kind of brush everything up under the rug or, you know, like our old saints and our folks will say, just pray about it. Everything is going to be okay. Or that person needs Jesus. And I just want to be the first to Mm -hmm. say that you can have a therapist and you can talk to Jesus, okay? You can talk to them both. Um, and so that right. I mean, and I and I really thank him for that. That he really was the reason that I was like, you know what, this is why I need to be in this field because you know, and I don't know to this day if my cousins ever really truly like processed that if they ever went to therapy. I just knew that I wanted to mm-hmm. be a beacon of light and a support and advocate for them and anybody else in the black community um, to say, you know, our mental health is just as important as our physical health, you know. We we are dying, you know, yeah. faster at, you know, when it comes to diabetes and, it, you know, heart health. And so it was just like, we have got to be mindful of our mental health. And, you know, my people need somebody to, you know, sit across for them and say, you know, I'm not here to judge and I understand. So I think that was definitely a part of me that was like, right. I have to be in this field for sure. I have to be. I love it. <laughs> oh, I love it so much. Um, no, that, that is so real. Cause a, a lot of times I, I will say, this is, you know, speaking to the, the audience that are millennials, um, but definitely the audience, um, really right now that are, that, um, identify in the, um, African-American community 
you know, I see, I have a lot of friends, you know, and just associates. We yeah. tend to, part of our culture, we love to dress. <laughs> That's my personal opinion about our, my, our culture. We do, we take a lot of pride in how we dress and also our physical appearance and even, and that, and that pertains to clothing and that pertains to, you know, the body working out, you know, trying to be snatched and trying to be yeah. bulk and all this and the third. But I like that you said, you know, your physical health your mental health is just as important as your physical health. It does you no good if you are physically fit, or if, if and but you have these characteristics still of where you deflect uh, when it comes to communication with with people in your life. You deflect, or you um, you know you have these just these these different. Yeah. It, the list is so long of characteristics yeah. of things that that are not healthy you know that you you like to ignore certain things uh you know you don't want to talk about you know maybe your your mother's death so you figure that by not talking about it and going to the gym that's me handling it well i mean sometimes people i've said it and does not not just getting on black men but you know even to the women too it's both male and female you know but when you have certain things like traumatic events that happen to you and you don't consider some utilizing some of the resources like a counselor like a therapist or I think people, um, I know people are, you know, like we said, mental health is taboo. And oh my gosh, counseling in our community is, is again, oh, an yeah. additional, additional taboo as well. And, you know, people are very, mm-hmm. you know, afraid to, to come to us. You know, they're very, they're very timid about opening yeah. up about things that they're going through and how they've been feeling. Um, and one thing I've came across from reading different articles that if you aren't at the point where you're not comfortable with a counselor yet, you can go to your PCP, your primary care physician, and they can actually, you know, do a small assessment or they can they can go through a series of questions with you and you can talk to them if that's where you're comfortable at because most of us who have primary care physicians, yeah. you know, we've gone to them for checkups and things like that. So we're familiar with them, especially if it's been a doctor that you've been consistent with you, you know, for the past months to a couple of years. You can start there, y'all. But, you know, going back to where the field me and Diamond are in and the career that we're, you know, we're um, in, in the works of trying to obtain and and working is you know just it's okay like I say it, it sounds so cliche and the and the phrase sounds so simple but it's yeah. okay to say that you're not okay and it's okay to deviate from the lessons and yeah. the rules that your grandmother told you <laughs> I'm sorry I'm not coming for grandmas I love my grandmama too but you have to understand and realize that if you were seeing things in the home and your grandmother tells you or your auntie tells you or your cousins yeah. tell you that what happens in this house stay in this house don't go to that school and tell people our business or what happens in here but when you witnessed a beating or a murder or was verbally you know abused or put down and you were never good enough and you were always told that you're never gonna amount to anything and you were never gonna be you yeah. know you're never gonna be better than your brother you're never gonna be better than your sister you know what i'm saying you're not a good enough athlete you know you're not going to be able to make it to the national and the, and the professional level so you might as well just go ahead get your diploma go in the army you know something they all those things yeah. I'm, I'm trying to say about a couple of a list that is detrimental <laughs> to your mental health that's why some of us and i'm saying us because right. me and diamond aren't perfect either you know where we're at in our millennial years where you're wondering why can I not seem to hold on to a person? Why does it seem like every time somebody comes in my life or something happens and things occur, Trauma. I always do this. I always <laughs> demonstrate, you hear me? Yeah. You always demonstrate this behavior. You always give out this type, you, yeah. you know, you, you show this type of side of you. And I recently, 
I noticed a behavior in myself, Diamond, that I was like, oh boy, yeah, I have to work on that. Um, you know, I have a, and I said deflect earlier, you know, I have a kind of like a fight or flight. And everybody heard, has heard of that, but a fight yeah. or flight, that's like a defense yeah. mechanism where you just be in go mode all the time. You know, you either you fighting or you fighting, that's it. And I've realized that, and, I, and again, we're here to be vulnerable. Me and Diamond are here to share things with y'all too. So I'll just talk about me, and then you know, and we'll we'll go on forth and, and see what Diamond has to say in response, or if she has any anything additional she wants to add. But like for me, a behavior trait that I've learned in myself um, over these yeah. couple of days and a couple of weeks is that you know I tend to really jump the gun, and I really I react very quickly to to. Um, people into certain situations and conversations um that i feel i'm not gonna say say does not go my way but when i feel like okay i'm seeing something i don't like and i feel that person is not getting it and they're not seeing that i don't like what they're doing yeah i'm gonna go ahead and just dismiss you like don't worry about it you're fine don't say nothing to me and and i'm and i'm very (laughs) I'm, i'm very much my father like that at times i when i when i like i will approach them and I will tell them how I feel in a sense but I'm being so direct and I'm being so aggressive and I'm being so over the top that I am telling them this is what you're doing this is what I don't like and I'm over it and I'm done this is what it is and I don't give that other party a chance to really say anything I don't give them a chance Mm -hmm. to even try to even remotely fix it because I've already made the, 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 the choice. You know what I'm saying? I've already told them, this is what it is. And this is what I'm not going to do. And you're done. You yeah. got to talk to me. You know, I'm, I'm like that. I can be like that. And, and you know, and hopefully y'all can feel me or you just or can understand that <laughs> I'm being so, so vulnerable right now. Um, you know, because, but it, it was, I don't know, when I had, when I realized that, I, I honestly, it took me a second yeah. to like, that's I not was me. Deflected. No. I was like, no, that's not it. I was like, no, Brandy, that's yeah. not me. I would never, I could never, you know, I was doing that, but I sat down, I was, and I don't even know when it was. I was either maybe at home, on my way to work, whatever, in the car, but I was just like, Brandy, you do that. And I listed, I, mm-hmm. I picture certain people that I did that with. And I was like, and when I say every single, it was the same thing, the same thing. A problem became, arose, a presenting issue was on the table and I handled yeah. it the exact same way. I don't want to hear what you got to say. I'm going to tell you how I feel. But I, again, like I said, I'm telling them in such a direct and aggressive right. way. They don't really want to respond. So when they do respond, they're just kind of like, I mean, okay, but yeah. sheesh, like that's a lie. You yeah. know, you didn't even give me a chance to say anything. You know, and and I had to realize maybe that's why, you know, certain certain aspect is certain people have not stayed in my life, you know, and, and, and why I, and, and, you know, I kind of mm-hmm. question why, why, mm-hmm. why am I here? Why did I go through that? And all this, y'all, again, it, it, sure. this is applies to mental health. Like, you got to be real. You got to do this inner core work. You got to ask yourself some tough questions and be like, you know what? It's not always about other people. It's not always about, it's not the job. It's you. It's not the co-workers. <laughs> and you, no, it's and you. it's okay it's to be like, wait a minute. It's you. Like, let me <laughs> do some reflection and let me check in with myself and let me say, like, what have I done or what has happened to me? Um, and I find myself like, and, and I try not to like be the therapist on here, but um, truly not saying why I'm doing this, but mm-hmm. what happened that causes me 
to do this or causes me to be this way. Um, and just definitely, like you said, during that, doing that yeah. inner work and soul searching um, and really checking in with yourself um, and say, you know what, there are some things that I need to address, whether it's, you know, and not everything is a, tra a trauma response, but sometimes so many things in the way you present yourself with relationships, like you were sharing, Brandy, it is how you um, learn to navigate throughout your life. Um, any type of learned behaviors, like you said, you said, I'm my daddy's yeah. child. So, you know, whatever his form of communication is, or just kind of like, you know, having this faulty um, thinking pattern. And that's um, something that you'll hear, you know, with therapists say as well, you know, it's easy to kind of jump to conclusions and say, I've created this yeah. narrative in my mind. I've created this negative belief in my mind and I'm running with it yeah. and I'm going with it. And there's nothing you can say or do to, to change my mind. And so that may come off right. as aggressive, but I think it's just really healthy, like you said, to check in with myself and, you know, do the inner work and say, um, Okay, let me find how to be assertive in my communication. Let me find how to really check in and be like, yeah. um, Brandy, um, what are you doing? Diamond, what are you doing? Um, and I think, I think that, you know, again, therapy, yep. um, you know, support groups, you know, a professional truly can help you really um, self-reflect and take that time to be like, okay, what are some things that have, you know, what are some things that have happened to me or what are some things that I need to be aware of in order to maneuver and navigate and, you know, just everyday life and relationships with people. So self-work, y'all. <laughs> please do it please <laughs> please do it it's it so enough. important it's so so important to your mental health um and you know like again i'm so passionate about this i could talk about all of this stuff you know all day day in day out um but you can never stop stop doing the inner work because that's just going to help you grow and you know progress um, progress in you know all of your relationships um both personal um interpersonal um uh, professional all that good stuff so definitely like brandy said we have got to do our own work because our past um definitely explains our present and definitely can predict our future but you have the power to change that narrative and say i will not let my past experiences or my past trauma dictate who i am like you know now and forever right. for sure for sure exactly and i and i and that's just a, and we're not just saying this and i'm not going to say this <laughs> next thing just because i want to be a counselor and you know it's not about money you know it, it sounds cliche like i am but you know that's just some of the benefits that people that got y'all that 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 comes with with seeking counseling like i have a yeah. friend that is in counseling and she loves it like she's been in there actually for a couple of years and you know it's it's helped her tremendously you know she doesn't always disclose you know everything but i i, I we do check in with each other because she stays in chicago but you know we check in and we have our girl moment our our, our girl chat you know yeah. i ask her you know how, how's it going and and you know she's like it's good it's good and that's, and that's all i need to know because as, as a as a client you have that right right not everybody needs to know all the work that you're doing um especially you know that we've all kind of heard like that under construction star i'm yeah. unavailable under construction that's kind of what it is when you're in therapy or if you're not in currently in therapy i mean you're just focusing you're trying to 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 really figure mm -hmm. out a lot of things about yourself or people that are in your space you're under construction you're doing that inner work and again man i mean just like she said it you just can't can't say it enough how important it is yeah and 
and it's continuous y'all it's a continuous cycle i said that in the first or the second episode i can't really remember but i know i said it it is a continuous For marathon sure. mental health do not stop it doesn't stop it doesn't stop when you're 35 it doesn't always it's not just bliss it doesn't stop when you're 50. you know my mom shared with me a couple months ago just you know yeah. just she's like i'm still learning things about myself i'm 53 years old like she's 53. she's like i'm still learning things and and i think that's that's so dope that's amazing like my mom she's never <laughs> she's she's not a carpenter she's not she's not diamond this woman found a recycle almost thrown away like small shelf structure and like sanded it down yes, primed mama. it painted it did yes. her thing brought it you know what i'm saying like you just you never know y'all you don't know what what what, what is instilled in you you don't know uh, uh, until you kind of get there so you know we just really want to make sure we we, we 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 say that to y'all and it's just like you have to take yes. care of you um uh, can I say that a lot but I can't say it enough you have to take care of you I'm learning day by day like I said that revelation that I had to come to conclusion with was kind of a lot because I had to understand yes. I had to hold myself accountable that's a big thing you have to hold yourself accountable mm -hmm. in certain situations in, in regards to mental health that again it's not them it's not yeah. the job it's not you yeah. it's not her it's not him it's you it's you you're you're kind of the presenting problem right here because you have not worked on this issue you have not talked about that Absolutely. trauma so that's why you're you are Absolutely. the way that you are in this particular situation so you know the it, it goes on and on but i want to yeah. keep us going and keep and keep this train moving um we're, we're getting through this relatively quickly um still guys so thank you for staying with us um but the next thing we're really going to be talking about um and kind of the last topic uh, really that we're going to be discussing yes. is women's <laughs> mental health. Man, man, man. Um, <laughs> I don't really know what to say. So, Don, I'm really going to ask you, sis. It's just, it's, it's, it's so much, again, all these topics are, I, we, I get like a fleet of thoughts and emotions. And I, sometimes I have a hard time really spreading them out. But what, as as a woman, doing yourself, and maybe um, I know yes. you have to be very careful with confidentiality and things like that. But but what have you seen? You know, with maybe past clients, or in you were in class and you had you know tutorials and demonstrations. But you what know, have you what? Had I have again. I have worked at Vanderbilt Psycho um, Psychiatric Hospital. I've worked at Skyline um, Madison Psychiatric Hospital. I have been a case manager um, for Mental Health Cooperative. I have worked in the Crisis Stabilization Unit. I am a therapist with a community mental health agency. Um, so. I feel like I've seen it all when it comes to women's mental health, but um, where I'm really doing like my postmaster's work, I haven't been able to get that true experience. Mm -hmm. um, but some of the things when it comes to women's mental health, um, especially in my previous um, employers and the things that I've done before, our women are hurting. Our women, um, you know, need that support and they need that advocate. And so I found myself sometimes, you know, being a case manager, um, fresh out of undergrad, trying to just be this, this beacon of light for mm. women who were, whether they were strung out on drugs, um, whether they, you know, had bipolar disorder or schizophrenia, um, and they just could not understand the importance of 
taking care of their mental health. And so my heart ached for them, but on a professional level, I had to, you know, teach them different tools um, and to listen to them and to, you know, sit with them in their pain and their discomfort and their uncertainty. Um, and so I say that I've seen that, but I haven't done everything that I know my passion is for women's mental health, especially since my postmasters, I work with um, younger children a lot. But um, I think having some like teenagers, um, you know, who are young women, I think advocating for them and being able to say that um, we as women are kind of forced to be strong mm -hmm. and we can go all the way back to, you know, the, the racism and the social injustices that we experience. But as women, we're so forced to be strong and always having to be strong affects your mental health. And those are some things that I've seen, not just on a professional level, but on a personal level within my right. family um, and I think that you know it's time to stop telling us um, women you're so strong or mm. stop making us have to be so strong because we want to be weak we want to cry we want to scream um, because we go through so much um, from holding our black men up when it comes yeah. to the way the society doesn't love them having to teach our children having to bear children and give birth to children um, that goes into you know women obviously suffer from postpartum depression and I think that's something yeah. that we don't shed light on um, um, on enough because you know we're meant to you know this is the best thing that's happening to you being a mom yeah. yo this is real and so I think when it comes to women's mental health we we have this idea that we're supposed to be stronger we're not supposed to be weak which in fact um does the complete opposite it actually does make us weak when you have to be so strong mentally and physically all the time um and so like I say going back to I've seen a lot of things but I haven't seen everything right. um and so one of my passions is definitely um gaining hold of the adolescent and young adult women population who may suffer from a mental illness or lack thereof or just right. you know just doesn't have stable mental health and and I want to go back to a point that where people have the idea that um mental health is a you know stabilizing your mental health is a bad thing it's not um you know you can go talk to a therapist for good things that are happening in your life not just bad things that are happening in your life yeah. um and so um i think that's just where i am with the women's mental health and you know just me personally i think the way we navigate through friendships you know it has us questioning who we are as people you touched on that brandy yeah. um and just different things that we experience as a whole you know making sure we uphold this professionalism make sure we're not too loud make sure you know just all these you know expectations that takes a toll on your mental health yeah. and so you know I just want women to um, be true and who they are to be authentically them you know to be able to say you know I need to cry I need to scream at the top of my lungs um, mm -hmm. I need to share um, this sexual abuse that I've experienced I need to share um, you know, these taboos that my family may look at me um, differently. I need to talk about what has happened in my life. And I think that we just don't do it enough because, you know, we're given the side eye. Um, and it's like, hush, hush, you're supposed to be strong. Yeah. And, you know, 
you are strong when you choose to speak up about your mental health. And so yeah. I think that, you know, as women, we need to support each other more. We need to um, stop looking at each other as competition because that affects your mental health. Um, it's just so many things, you know, because we're being pinned up against each other so much or, you know, um, it's always a competition when it comes to certain things. And people don't realize that these things will cause you to be depressed because you, you know, you're not in the ahead of the game like the next person. And, you know, mm -hmm. and I think that we just need to be mindful and just be aware and just talk about all of these things that, that are affecting us. So I hope that answers your question when it comes to women's mental health. Like I said, I, um, I've seen some things um, definitely on, you know, the case management side, but I haven't seen all the things that I want to be able to see um, and support our women in their mental health um, on my postmaster side. Yeah, yeah, no, of, of course. And, and you, you always answer my question. You all, you answer it and you, <laughs> and you exceed it abundantly. But, you know, yeah, like it's just, it's tough. And I really like, and I really appreciate you saying that so often you know we are told to be strong and and right now i'm not going to put narrow this down to a to a certain um racial group i think that yeah. applies to a lot of us women I, you know i don't want to do that i'm again i'm not trying to just ride the race you know group all the way right. through even right. though you know we definitely again you know i'm honest about it i'm we're, we, we, me and i'm both are black women and this podcast definitely does you know we, and we'll talk about um things that happen in our communities because that's the community that i am a part of um but uh, you know so i'm gonna also address my people as well um it, but in in um talking about all women it's just we we are told to to deal with a lot, you know. Uh, I can take this conversation as my thoughts are going so many different places, but if you narrow it down to things like what does it on relationships, you know? Um, I want that. I'm grateful for it. it's not a negative thing, but I witnessed a lot of women in my life. I I had both my parents in my home, and I witnessed my mom. She was just all she was just great. She just she's yeah. always been great, not perfect, but she's great. Yeah. And. She just, I mean, she took care of me. She took care of my dad. Like she'll make his lunch. And I mean, I just, as I've gotten older, I so many times, I, I just talked to her like, I don't have any kids of my own, by the way, I'm, I'm not a mother, but you know, I eventually, I want to be one. And as being, being 24 now, I just like look back and I just like little things that she did. Like one of the best moments, and I, I tell this story, like, you know, kind of not often but it's, it's actually rare but but i think about it and it kind of just hit my heart right now but i'm long story short i was in high school i made the um the, like, like the the homecoming court right mm -hmm. and one of the things we had to have being the parade was you had to have a car well like I had, you know, like family members that had like, like, you know, nice, you know, cars or whatever, but they weren't convertibles because you needed to kind of obviously be seen on top of the car, you know, so people could see you. Right. And like, when I say like, I didn't know if I could be in it because I was just like, I don't really know if I have that access or those resources. <laughs> right. You know, and long story short, y'all, when I say my mom, I don't like, I, you know, we, we, we searched, we called all family we could in Cincinnati, right? Like trying to find somebody with a convertible, a friend, my dad was calling. We had like no love. So yeah. I felt like, yo, I'm going to be sitting on top of this Camry. Like, ooh, <laughs> you know, everybody else got these, you know, have these, um, you know, have all these fancy, you know, and nice convertibles, you know? And I don't know how my mom did it. But when I say diamond, she showed up the day yes. 
actually that no that the day of you know after class you know we had to get ready and, and get ready to go to parade lineup etc so she showed up honey with a lexus red interior convertible <laughs> yes, i say like okay like <laughs> i just it blew me it's, it's not about the, the brand of the car it, it's not about that it, it's about just she she could so she did like she that phrase. she she she, <laughs> she she showed up and i and the thing is the one i'm hitting on i don't know what my mom had to go through and what string she pulled what money she had to put down to make that happen but she did she made it happen. I don't know how she did, but she did. She's always showed up. And as women, whether we are mothers not are, are, and are not mothers, you know, we just, we do a lot. Like, we're yes. so dope. We're yes. so dope. Like, we're magical. Way, <laughs> we're magical. Like, we really do. You know, yeah. I applaud myself, you know, and it's not, I'm not making it about a me thing, but I'm, I'm sure Diamond really can, you know, um, relate to what I'm, what I'm about to say. It's just, you know, I live by myself. I pay majority of all my of my bills and I'm in school and I go to work. I'm a full-time student. I go to work full-time and I take care of my own household. I'm not looking for a handout. I'm not looking for a man to take care of me nor pay my bills. I don't even ask, I don't even ask men for money, you know? And you have to, I think what I want to encourage women that take a, take a break and applaud yourself for doing the daggone thing yeah. my parents listen to this podcast so i'm really not trying to curse so <laughs> so keep it clean you know, hey, keep it cute keep it clean keep it cute but applaud yourself ladies yeah. really do you know that is a that is an essential part of taking care of yourself be in that moment and yes. acknowledge i have came a long way i have a lot more to go i'm not always perfect i did drop the ball here in this area i i, I could have done better on this thing but when you are still here to the mothers you know to people that raised their their siblings you know that that kind of got cheated on life in the beginning of their adolescent years and even in their millennial years they still like they still feel like they're a parent and not a 27 year old because they i heard taking care of their siblings but you yeah. know the mom maybe the dad's not there or whatever but applaud yourself ladies please I, and and take that moment acknowledge the strength and the dignity and and the poise that we all possess and just I don't even want to say pay yourself on the back because that's not even enough. Like <laughs> reward yourself, reward women, yourself. Women are queens. Women they wear so many hats and they you mm -hmm. know they have so many roles and so you know we we you, like you said applaud yourself and so and I think that's so important you know just trying to make it you know relate to mental health. I think it's to be mindful um, you know for the mothers out there you know the entrepreneurs the students you know. Um, yeah. the full time the students who are working you know while pursuing a degree you know whether that's you know women or males I think uh, when it comes to women you carry so many hats and I think that you have to remind yourself that you know at some point you are still a woman and you still need to yeah. take care of yourself and so all of those other roles that now may fall under that umbrella of who you are you are a woman first and so you know your mental health, your physical health, your emotional health, your spiritual health, your financial health, all those things are so important. But, you know, just never forget who you are before those other titles and those other roles. And I think that, you know, we are encouraged or we're, you know, just made to kind of do it all that we neglect our mental health and we de we mm. neglect self-care. We neglect the importance of, you know, 
who we are before we are these other roles. Um, and, that, and that's why I talk about that strength part. You know, we're just so made to be strong because we're we're magical. We're, we're created, um, you know, to just be these awesome creatures. And we got to fill our cups up and renew ourselves in order to, um, you know, tend to all of those other roles that we may serve in our lives as women, for sure. Yeah. Um, and it is, you, you, you touched on, again, a lot more um, and, and said all really to me the right things. And you just do. And we, 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 we go through so much. We, like you said, we wear so many hats. And, and often in that process, I know we all feel, I know I did not share that, I think, on episode two, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um where I definitely, I think, shared a part where I, you know, I, I said I really experienced a lot of low lows, you know. And in college, you know, again, we said we attended the Tennessee State University. That experience was amazing. Yes. I learned so much. I had so many great highs, but I experienced some lows. Yeah. And, you know, at a point in that at that point, since I was a little older, you know, in high school, I, re- I didn't go through depression in high school. I know people, women do. They, they do. But I really didn't experience depression. I, I can say I did it. But when I got to a point in college, I was kind of going through some of those characteristics. I, I may not necessarily be able to fully say it was full on depression and yeah. major depression disorder but at all. But definitely was experiencing some of those symptoms and those warning signs that we talked about too you know there are warning signs guys leading up to these to these diagnoses me and uh me and diamond are not going to be throwing these out or not going to be you know giving our future clients these you know um diagnoses without doing the research um and the thing about counseling too again it's just we we were able to see the warning signs we enclose that to our clients you know that kind of you know where you kind of went wrong or 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 where your turn happened was here that was a warning sign yeah. the warning signs are always there for a lot of things and a lot of us women but you know that going through those those symptoms and those behaviors was a lot and uh you know i actually pulled up had an, uh, a piece of an article or actually a piece of a statistic from Mental Health America and it shared some prevalence statistics and I um, again like you know we use prevalence a lot um, Diamond knows what prevalence is and you know it, it pertains to a lot of the diagnosis mm-hmm. um, that, that are inside um, what I we call this big book I call it the Bible of <laughs> diagnosis which is called the DSM yeah. it holds the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of diagnoses that you know that are, that are definitely um, current. But I wanted to share this it, again. It relates to depression in women, and it says that approximately 12 million women in the United States experience clinical depression each year. Wow. And when we say clinical depression, guys, that is also known as major depression disorder. It's a it's a, it's a more severe like you have people that are depressed and the people that are clinically depressed. Like it's just, it's kind of a different caliber. Their experience of severity and more intense um, symptoms of of being depressed, right? And it also says that about one in every eight women can expect to develop clinical depression during their lifetime. Wow. And millennials, ding, ding, listen, I'm in this, and I'm going to be 25 actually this year. Uh, It says depression occurs most frequently in women who age 25 to 44. Wow. That's major. Like, it. That's some heavy stuff. That's major. You know, that should you. That's something to me. You don't necessarily. You should not turn a blind eye to. I'm not saying what we're saying is law, but that that's a fact. Yeah. You know, and 
And, you know, when you hear stuff like that, ladies, you know, you need to tune in and 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 kind of ask yourself and and assess yourself or the women around you, not just even you, because you may be fine or you're in an enlightened place, but maybe your girlfriend isn't. Yeah. Maybe your sister's not. Yeah. And, you know, this that that depression is real. And a lot of the contributing factors do come from social groups. It comes from work. It comes from your family and your personal relationships. And I think, Diamond, let me know if you agree and I'll let you, you know, um, chime on in. Uh, one thing I really feel of where our mental health definitely can get very juggled is having, it's sometimes this sense in all womanhood, again, this is, this is no label of race. Yeah. This is strictly with ladies. We can be really great, but we also can be very brutal yes to each other oh yes <laughs> for sure like <laughs> for sure, for the sure. way we can just tear i've seen i i've even done it too in a sense but i but i witnessed like why are you just so foul like yeah. i mean ladies will tear down the next female a lot of people say oh have a seat at the table but some of y'all ladies ain't even willing to share the table yeah like y'all not even you're not even trying to add a seat to your table but you you know but you're you're but you're portraying on social media or you're portraying to other people other ladies that yes i want to help you no you don't no you don't the table means that it's the tables for multiple people yes you know and and so that that's one thing I, that really i think was that that hit a big thing for me diamond is just knowing that amongst women it's the expectations we put on each other oh, it's yeah. so high sometimes you know we don't want to cut each other slack like you just like well no you know she's been her business i mean her business is not that all that anyways yeah. or you know you put you say certain snorky comments or, or or you or you like to assume certain things or you just don't ever like i just i don't know what, what do you think diamond i'm sorry I, no <laughs> no i you know what I cannot agree with you more. You're absolutely right. And, you know, for people who have been on social media, um, you know, there has been a challenge, both men and women, you know, building each other up. And so you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. I think that, you know, we are so quick to to tear the other one down without saying, and, and I'm going to kind of, you know, put a shameless plug in on our organization, you know, we need to lift each other as we climb. And so if you take heed into that, you know, you can't go further without carrying your sister with you. And so, um, and that's yeah. black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whatever, like, again, women are powerful. And, but I think that society, society has, again, you know, found ways to allow us to hate each other or feel like, you know, yeah. um, you know, if you don't look like this or if you aren't doing these things or, you know, if you're not successful on this end of the spectrum, whatever the case may be, we find ourselves hating on the other person. And that's exactly what it is. It's hating on the other person. And if we want right. to get spiritual, you know, and, you know, all Christian like with it, um, baby, what's for you is not for, you know, what God got for you is not what what's for me. And so you just have yeah. to understand that, you know, you are never going to get to your place hating on the next person or you know um dim in the other one's light we all are gonna shine bright if little gem drop if we um you know just continue to stick together and you know i i don't think you could have said it any better that you know we're just always just um 
attacking one another and putting each other down and you know just how do we continue to grow how do we continue to climb if we're doing that and i think that we just need to just be mindful that um we're in this together and i think as women we just need to continue to support each other um your you know your gifts are not my gifts but if we put our gifts together imagine how great we could be um and so i think that we just need to really take heed to that and stop trying to you know outshine the next person be you um be the greatest you because it's only one you um and i think that will definitely definitely impact your mental health when you stop trying to be the next person or tear the next person down you'll truly get to appreciate and value um who you are and you know that's something that i really take heed into who i am as a therapist i believe in positive motivations um and you know definitely using positive affirmations to encourage you know not just women but young men to to lift themselves up and so i think the more that you do that as a woman the more healthier you will be mentally for sure definitely no i i agree i can't agree more with you and and that that's very true it's just uh, like I said, we're we're so great, we're so powerful, yeah. we're so versatile. Yeah. Like I mean, just like just y'all are body. Like we can carry children. Ooh, like child. you know what I'm saying? And Diamond knows because she again, she knows she has a <laughs> son. So you know, just I I was able to. And actually, this is um really shot highlighting for a second. You know, um men and. I had a, um, a cousin that had a friend of ours and long story short, you know, they, they had a child together and, and it was a black couple. And I heard him, I was, I admired so much how he talked about her, mm-hmm. even despite whatever they were going through, he still gave her this form of respect yes. in this arena because she deserved Absolutely. it. He said, I will forever have respect for her because she birthed my child. Yeah. He's like to watch her in that moment physically physically push a child (laughs) out of her body whether even if you had a c-section but the fact she carried this and i'm not disclaiming men like y'all don't matter whether you're black white ethiopian hispanic latino you know it doesn't matter i'm not just i'm not discrediting we're not discrediting you but ladies like that is just how awesome as well that God has created yeah. us you know that that he, the, the strength that we have you know to to be able to do that your body when it is in in, in that place you know that it, it conforms yeah. it begins to shift that because I'm going into pregnancy mode yeah. you're pregnant now so now your body's gonna do different things same way you know just how I've seen I, oh my gosh I, we, me and Diamond both there's so many federated sisters that I've came across that are entrepreneurs you have Jordan the black label collection yeah. you got Brielle and the Kirby Connect like you know it's this, it's this other girl she done my makeup one time you know day on the sleigh like I big mean hair. Her marketing is crazy hair. you guess yes there's so many we just uh, there's so many amazing. they're amazing it's it is and and it's and what I when I, when I, I highlight that and I, and I say just a few of those names because they are so focused yes. they are they're they're so driven they don't give up the content the the, the products that they put out the the marketing that they put out this day on the sleigh girl Y'all, when I say that she, she, I, she inspires me because it's just every day she don't stop. I mean, Diamond, every day she's putting out some sort of marketing 
product, yeah. anything, yeah. her labels, her packaging. It's you can tell she put into that. You could, you know, and I'm sure that this applies to her mental health. It makes her happy. Absolutely. It makes her goal. Um, outside of it also being a form of income for her. But you know, I think, ladies, we, you know, we're, we're we're saying all this stuff because I think when when you when you get back to the space and you come down a little bit and you. Uh, and you said applaud yourself and you list out the great qualities that you really possess i really i know for me and um again in diamond you know we do that that that's also what keeps me going that's also yeah. what keeps me sane that's what feeds me spiritually emotionally and physically because you know what you know i i'm aware that no i'm not perfect but man i'm i'm definitely nothing to play yeah. with at the same time yeah. You know, like I'm nothing. I'm nothing to play with. And sometimes, you know, in words of you know of Sarah Jake Roberts, who again is another boss yes. lady, you know that that can definitely feed yes. your soul evolve on a spiritual women. level. Yes. Um, yes, evolve <laughs> women. You know, she had this section, in, and I'm, I don't even know if I'm even talking about mental health right now. I'm really just <laughs> you go out with it, <laughs> Sarah. Yeah, we're going with it. But you know, she said this part in this sermon. She and it, and it was two ladies. You know, her I forget the sermon message, but she said sometimes like y'all, you gotta wake up and say who wanted with a boss. Like yes. you just gotta wake up with that mentality, whether that's to the devil, whether that's to that person that's trying to tear you down, whether it's to that other female that is being a hater. Or you know that is that is giving out negative interest, trying yeah. to give you a hard time, like any of the, whatever your giant may be. You have to sometimes wake up with that mentality and say to yourself, "Who wanted with a boss?" Yeah. Because I'm trying to tell you, I'm not the one you want to play yeah. with. Like when we get in our orbit, I said that to my I don't know who I said it to. It don't even matter when we get in our orbit, ladies. We are so amazing. We get focused. We get hungry, and we. You know, we we're doing construction. You know, when you scale back and say, no, you know what? I'm shutting stuff down. You're not gonna you're not gonna just deal with me no kind of way. You're not gonna talk to me no kind of way. I will not stand up for abuse. I will not stand up for rape. I will not be a product of my environment, Mama. I'm more than just laying on my back. Mm -hmm. Like I'm so much more than yeah. that. You know, because and, and I and I don't know if that's too raw for some of y'all, but there's women out here that tell their daughters that that you would never be nothing. You will only be yeah. your body, and that's yeah. it. Your face. Yeah. That's how far you're gonna get in life. Yeah. No, and there's so many women like myself, like Diamond, like other entrepreneurs. So many people, so many platforms of ladies out there that are trying their our best to to push out that positivity and trying our best to show you that there is so many, there's so many dope things about you, and you got to take care of it and, and acknowledge it and, and let it come Absolutely. out and expose it so you can be great, yeah. you know, so you can be healthy, so you can actually be unapologetically happy and peaceful because when you are an enlightened and actually truly peaceful it, you, it, it's a different aura sure. about you you know sure. oh yeah <laughs> i don't know if that was pertaining to mental health hey it, just had to, I don't it, know. it all it all pertains to mental health and i think you know just being raw and just you know genuine and sharing you know all those things you know i definitely think it pertains to mental health so don't apologize girl keep keep letting them know keep speaking it and keep you know sharing your truth because people gonna feel you regardless you know it's real for sure exactly um so you know just ladies you know we, we gave you some some statistics and, and you know we talked about some of those things um you know so for you guys especially right now um my women you know do not be afraid to 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 come forth and and to say i need help yeah. or to remove those people out of your life to make changes in yourself and in your life that 
yes, it will be uncomfortable. And I will say that, and I think I want to add that mental health can be uncomfortable. When you begin to do the inner work, when you begin to shift and you begin to actually make changes, it is uncomfortable. Me and Dominic gonna say it's it's, it's easy. Therapy's not easy. Seeking counseling is not easy, especially again when you've been told so many different things. Um, again, at least it's our black community. It's very taboo in our community. Yeah. It's very, um, it, it's it's becoming a little less. But I know there are people that that are that are black that still believe that counseling is kind of just like witchcraft, and they think that you know that it's yeah. just oh you're trying to tell me what to do, how to live my life. But that's that's so far from it. That again, become competent. If you know before you go ask that friend or you're so quick to go to social media to run and get whoever's opinion, do some research. Yeah. Look up the statistics about the leading problems like we discussed like clinical depression that women are facing. We are it's actually a it's a fact. We women are twenty percent more likely than men to experience depression. It, that's what we, we we experience that. That's what we have to fight against on top of a lot of other Absolutely. things. So Become competent and and knowing yourself. Become competent and knowing facts from from faith. Yes. You know, you know. Become competent and and become educated and be and just and become in tune with yourself and learn you and and know when it when it's when it's right and when it's the time to come forth. Um, and I and just know you're not alone. Yeah. Like there's so many ladies out here that that and so many um, black and and not black therapists and counselors lpcs mhsps um you know that 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 advocate for that and there's so many platforms and other nonprofits that are here for you there's so many resources so again i say it again become competent and look and looking up research and figuring out um an answer because there's there's people here to help you and that's what me and diamond want to be we're we know we're just we're helpers. We want to be helpers in this field, and we want to see y'all succeed. And we shoot, we want to succeed. Definitely. So, and I'll add this as last thing: counselors have counselors too. I don't think think people don't think yeah. that. I think people actually think that we don't. But counselors have counselors. Your medical doctor probably sees a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Trust yes. me, you'd be surprised. All the people you look up to, or the services that you go to, dentists, whatever. A lot of them see seek for sure because they need it for as well sure. um you know so i just uh, we hope that you guys really are able to have take away some really solid gems um you know from this podcast and from this session or uh, should i say session it felt like a session <laughs> uh, but you know really just just from this time that we spent on the mic with you all um again it's always an honor it's always a privilege um before i you know i lead into the wrap up um diamond says thank you thank you you for for being here um for sharing you know your insight your knowledge everything um and i really real quick i want you to give us your social media handles and and your you know your your blog page so people can you know tune in and kind of see what you know what you're about as well so what are your what are your social yes, media handles for sure so can reach you out. can follow me at diamond nicole that's d-y-a-m-o-n-d-n-y-k-o-l-e or you can follow me at the therapy gym 
um hence diamond the gym um definitely just i appreciate brandy for having me um i hope that you guys definitely just gain some amazingness from this podcast again as millennials we are a force to be reckoned with um and i think it's really important that we recognize um being healthy um mentally is so 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 important so again um mm-hmm. diamond nicole uh, or the therapy gym you can find me on instagram um and i can't wait to chat and reach out to you guys yes and also y'all don't forget to follow me uh on instagram i definitely i recently just launched um my branding and podcast page called the millennial minds it's on instagram uh so follow that subscribe uh subscribe to the podcast it's on spotify it's on google podcast it's on apple it's on any major listening platform um anchor sends and distributes that out so definitely please subscribe um, tell your friends encourage others um you know to just listen in I'm, I'm so appreciative um give me feedback uh and my other instagram page which is my personal page which is underscore sincerely be underscore and you know me and i'm in both you know if you want to talk to diamond reach out to us um dm us and and, you know we'll love to get back with you guys on whatever you feel we whether it was improvements or whether you feel a takeaway or if it was a a testimony or whatever you want to call it that you want to share uh but it's an honor it's a privilege definitely to just be talking about this and having this kind of conversation with another like-minded millennial woman um so i'm again thank you and we will see you guys on the next episode of the millennial minds mental health podcast yes thank you